0: and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis.
1: and Benjamin Holden.
0: Today's podcast is all about home training. Now we did a podcast on this, I think it was last March. And obviously we didn't know back then we would still be in that same situation. And I feel like it's crazy to think that we're back where we started. And I think it's very, it's a hard pill for quite a lot of people to swallow as well. But obviously, at the end of the day, we are in that situation. So we thought we'd do a podcast on it today for you.
1: But before we dive too far in, I feel like you've just, what you've just done there is before we've even at the starter, you've gone straight in for the steak. Why? What do you it's mean? Just a couple of, you know, I want to have a chit chat, get a-, get, a <laughs> get, a, get a bit of a vibe going. Do you, know, do
0: you know what it is with the podcast, though? Like, I kind of looked at Ben, I thought he was going to say something and he didn't. I was like, okay, <laughs> so let's dive into the podcast. That's
1: um, <laughs> obviously, that's week's podcast. We covered COVID. I think it was um, quite well-recepted, quite well-taken. We actually even had like a couple of nurses and doctors who DM'd us about it and said it was quite refreshing to hear young, fit and healthy people be honest and open about mm-hmm. their symptoms. So I'm glad that was received well. Obviously feeling a hell of a lot better today.
0: Yeah. it's What has it been? I think it's been like two weeks now since we've actually... Had, had COVID, I feel like it's been eight. I can't even remember having it, honestly. I feel like it's just it's just a past thing now, the thing that's been and gone, and, yeah. we've, we've, and we've We've been training the last couple of
1: days, haven't we, and stuff, so yeah. both feeling a, a hell of a lot better from it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Are we allowed to jump in now? <laughs> well,
1: just um, before we do jump in, one of the things that we really want to do over the next couple of weeks and from this year is really get this podcast moving, get it going, and get it into more people's ears. And one of the ways that we can do that is by getting more feedback and reviews so if anyone's listening today if you could please do us a massive favor and either press pause and go and leave us a five-star review or if you listen to the podcast enjoy it and then want to go and leave us a review afterwards then then please do so because it massively helps us out we really want to push this podcast number one and get it in more people's ears and be able to help more people one of the um the interesting things I was just thinking about this morning, as we were setting up the podcast. If you if you um look at the any of the videos that we put up on Instagram on the Micro School Instagram page, of where we take like some videos and snippets from the podcast, you'll see, or maybe I'll see that it lit- it literally looks like a bomb Like it looks like we're about to, so much It looks stuff. like we're about to rewire a house.
0: Yeah, there's a, is it's this stupid? Why is that? Honestly, like when you think of. you. A podcast wire—it is honestly the size of like an intestine—and there's like two of them on the table. Like they're so long, aren't they?
1: I could record this podcast from fucking the the, 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 uh, the neighbor's house at the end of I road the road. the know. I wires are probably It's stretched. just
0: one of those things, isn't it? But
1: very excitingly, me and Lucy have been house hunting this week. Yeah, as well. we have. So we've been to a couple well of different exciting. homes, and one of the big things we're excited for is to have um, an at-home office, like a proper setup mm. where we can designate some room for the podcast because this is going to be a big thing the future and something that we want to really focus on in regards to content because i think it's really informative educational and you can have a bit of a crack at the same time as well so very exciting stuff going on this week
0: yeah i feel like house hunting is also so stressful because we're getting a house it's being built and obviously that takes a very <laughs> a very long time it's just kind of like a waiting game but we do obviously live in a house at the moment but it's not like our it's not like our home home yeah. is it it's one of them i can't
1: wait to stand up and do the podcast I know a lot of podcasters do it so Oh, I, I did
0: not realise we were standing up oh, and doing it. Yeah. I'm move around a little bit and
1: have a bit of like room Dance and energy to get it, in there, do you know what I mean? Get my steps up a little bit while I'm doing it. But yeah, as Lucy was saying, this podcast, we're going to be revisiting home training again because as we know, it's it's not something that's going to be short term. We don't know. This could happen again in however many months' time. We don't know we could have lockdown four. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just need to make clear this isn't a tie-over and we want to look at kind of ha- ways that we can progress and if you don't want to slow down with your progress and you want to continue pushing forward then this is probably an ideal podcast episode to listen to just to get some of the fundamentals and we'll also cover um some kit where you can pick it up from the most accessible type of kit and the most versatile type of kit
0: yeah so as I was saying in the first lockdown which was last March we really didn't have any kit I literally think we had a kettlebell and a dumbbell which were a oh, similar a weight nightmare. so we could use them at the same time because they were the same weight and then also a set of bands from amazon and that kit is it's okay but for people whose job is what
1: Someone the kit. Okay. no i know on? that i'm not even up to that Sorry. bit that's
0: recommended kit um okay i'll, I'll let <laughs> Um obviously it, that is absolutely a great kit to have at home if you do have a dumbbell or bands and we'll go on to that. But when it's our job and we need to do a lot of filming and also like remembering a lot of our audiences in the US or around the world who all have gyms, it was really, really difficult to kind of do the sessions because we're used to lifting so heavy. We do a lot of strength work and to, to that to change to a 20 kilogram dumbbell for us personally it just wasn't very enjoyable Mm. to be honest
1: I think that's one of the things I I think we spoke about this on one of the other podcasts as well with regards to home training I was no I had no shame in hiding like absolutely despise and hate home training like the last lockdown rather than making me happy with training is like one of the big pivotal points of my day where I had to get to the gym. I enjoyed training. I have some endorphins released. I get it done. I feel good. It sets me up for the day. I just felt stressed doing it. I didn't want to do it. It was making me unhappy. We had a terrible training environment. We had one kettlebell and one dumbbell, didn't we? Mm. The last time. And I made a couple of bands, maybe. And in the end, I ended up taking some time off from training, which is the fair time I've done that for for a while. Apart from, obviously, we took... I considered amount of time off from COVID as well, but that's a different story. Yeah. I ended up just taking some time off, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I was getting I was getting niggly injuries because the amount of stupid volume, fucking burpees and stuff. But I was doing stuff that wasn't really for me. Yeah. And that's a big thing I want to get across today. <coughs> Apologies. And I ended up just doing step count, didn't I? Because I think you carried on training because you weren't too bad of it. Um, but I, I kind of got in a hole about it. And I think sometimes if you're in that position... Sometimes it's good to take time off rather than force it because I, f- I feel like it becomes more of a negative than a positive in regards to the setup and what you're doing in your life and progressing with it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And on on this lockdown, in this lockdown, we've decided to invest in more kit because, it, as I said at the start, it is our job to provide things for you. And it's not only just filming for um home workouts, we're also filming for like the My Coach School app and things like that. So it is super important for us and we are enjoying it more. The thing for me and Ben and what we've both done, and I think this is where a lot of people slip up, they don't follow what they would usually do in the gym. So they don't make it transferable. What like your work my workout split is identical to what I would do in the gym. I'm doing push pull lower, I'm doing um a run a week if my knee feels okay. We're hitting 10k steps. I was exactly doing that same workout split in the gym. What a lot of people are doing is not that. They're not following the same routine they would in the gym, and they're just hitting a hit session seven days a week, which I think me and Ben are both going to dive into later on in the podcast. But I think it's really important during. A lockdown that you do have that accountability you have a coach you have the my coach school you have something to fall back on and a group of supportive people to actually help you I don't think it's something you should do alone
1: do you know what you just actually touched on there and I did not make any notes on this but I think it's important that we touch on it I have had quite a lot of inquiries or had a a bit of a waiting list as well for coaching for the one-to-one clients and some of those who took a step back and said, I want to wait until the next lockdown is finished. I've done the complete opposite. Yeah. I've, since going into lockdown, I have a coach to keep myself accountable now because I feel like the biggest thing that a coach will offer is accountability. And during home training, that is more important than ever. When you don't have that designated area, that designated space to go to, such as the gym, kind of take you away from the real world and be in an environment which is driven towards that and you're surrounded by like-minded people who are there for the same purposes. When you're in an environment where you eat, sleep, shit, train, it's difficult to se- uh, to kind of segregate that up and separate that up. So having a coach to keep you accountable to the program, to write a program, to say, this is what you're fucking doing, get it done and then report back to me. Mm-hmm. Then I think this is a more important time than ever to have a coach and have something to keep accountable. Not wait or go, oh wait. Because like we just referred to, this isn't gonna be a week two weeks this is going to be a couple of months and yeah. we don't know if it could happen again so kind of waiting for the storm to pass isn't the the best method moving forward i don't believe so i'm glad that you touched on that as well
0: yeah it is it, it's such an important time to invest in your health and we've we've been over this so many times i'm not going to go over it again in this podcast like the relationship between covid and being healthy the stats are just astronomical and this is the time to invest in your physical and mental health um so yeah as we were saying before it's just it is ridiculously important that's
1: not investing in us by the way either although we are oh god no it could be anyone (laughs) there's loads of great people out there there's loads of people who will maybe more suited to your methodology of training or what you enjoy just i always find then someone asked me this on story the other day if you financially invest in training or coaching or in yourself, you're way more likely to stick to it because at the end of the day, people fucking hate wasting money. Mm-hmm. And if, if you've invested money in it, you're far more likely to see it through.
0: Oh my God, that is the, the truest thing in the whole entire world. And I think that brings us nicely onto Kit.
1: Yeah, again, that's another financial investment, which I think will keep you more
0: yeah, accountable. We have definitely spent a lot more money on kit because it's important to us and that's one of those things it's kind of like where your priorities are I 100% know things like barbells and set of weight plates are expensive but just getting a set of dumbbells or even one heavy dumbbell and a set of bands which are like 30 pounds that is great if you can get your hands on on those pieces of kit because we're not saying go out and buy a barbell and get weight plates and things like that because also a lot of people you don't have really a lot of room. Why we couldn't put that in the house? We have Mazzy HQ outside <laughs> under a freaking tent. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant, but like we have Lisa's, a tent in our back garden. Lucy's been
1: cool. in there this morning on her hands and knees with a towel, keeping <laughs> up where the water it's, like it's comical. Like Mazi HQ is great. We called our gym Mazzy HQ. It's outside on the decking, and we have a big gazebo, and um, we've got quite a few bits of kit in there. Now we've got oh, like a Olympic barbell. I think we've got about 220 kilos whatever plates we've got a squat rack we've got a squat rack um, under
0: a gazebo, under can a gazebo. I add. <laughs> we've
1: got some bands dumbbells kettlebell we've got a, a bench coming um uh, in the next coming weeks but this is one of the big things that i want to talk about and obviously we heavily invested because i believe the future of training is gonna evolve more training at home even when gyms reopen because mm-hmm. we don't know how frequently this may even happen one of the, the probably i don't know what you've put at the top of your list but for me, I think the first thing that people should get hold of, and I know it's probably the most difficult thing to get hold of at the moment, is dumbbells.
0: Yeah, I put a set of
1: dumbbells. Because the versatility of them, you can use them with bands. Uh, you can use the band for extra resistance. You can use them for various exercises. You can do unilateral movements with them um, to create more tension on one side. And you can use them in, regards to, in, in comparison to a barbell the amount of exercise selection variation you get from dumbbells a lot is a lot more
0: yeah i also actually recommended saying like if you couldn't get a set of dumbbells just getting one heavy dumbbell and then a set yeah. of long resistance bands because usually you only need like two dumbbells when you're and lighter dumbbells when you're doing upper body however if you have a long set of resistance bands you can use resistance bands for everything upper body yeah and then one heavier dumbbell like a 30 or 40 kg for lower i think that's obviously a quite
1: it massively de- dependent on strength like oh yeah i'm not saying get yeah, 40 i'm just saying get heavier. The, we've got a set of 15 kg dumbbells and we've got a set of eights i mean the eights i can pretty much do like most things like lateral raises front raises other bits and bobs. And then I can do bicep curls the, the with this. The 15s, for me, are a little bit too heavy to do a lot of raises and front raises and stuff with. But they're good for a dumbbell fly and stuff like that. Probably a little bit too light for a dumbbell fly, which is usually why I then couple it with a long resistance band to create some extra tension through it. So it's, a gr- it's great just to double up with, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
1: I think my second one, even before a barbell, then, is the resistance band that we've been yep. covering. Not just a long resistance band, but... A set of resistance bands, you know, like the multicolored ones, which look like a rainbow mm-hmm. with a handle and some cuffs. I mean, bands are great because we can offer variants in tempo. We've got lots and lots of exercise selection variants, and we can create extra tension from, like we just said, with a dumbbell or with a barbell. Now, another exciting thing is. The, 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 just before going into it, the main problem is, and people ask me about this all the time, and I put it on my story a couple of times: is where can I get a decent set of bands from? Because some of the ones you get are absolute bollocks. They either come and they're like an elastic band you could flick it across the other side of the room because there's absolutely <laughs> zero resistance in it, or two, they come and it feels like you're trying to pull Thor's hammer from air. Like you can't, even, you can't <laughs> even get it up It's ridiculous. It's it very. Like, I don't know hard what the design know. of. It's like. <laughs> It's mad, isn't
0: it? Yeah, we've definitely had our fair share of a few that we've had to send back.
1: But we we ordered about ten different sets, um, because we're actually going to get some made. Uh, we should hopefully be with us by February. Is it February or February? I always get that wrong. February. February, okay. Um, we should have some <laughs> February. And the reason why we did this, and we're we're ordering quite a few few different sets of them. Sorry, the same sets, but high numbers. We're not looking to make a profit off them. We just want a place where people can come pair to set a band and be able to train at home without thinking these are absolute bullshit yeah so we're not making it for profit and we're not saying oh we're the best band creators in the world it's just we've tested a lot of different ones and these ones that we've actually got now are absolutely sick
0: yeah they're think. absolutely fantastic it's taken us like i'd say like a good two months now like trialing different bands and going over them and doing them in different exercises and obviously it's really beneficial that i am a woman using them and Joking. ben is a <laughs> Ben's a, I mean, the difference in bodies for myself and yeah. Ben and different strengths. So we've been able to test them from different capabilities. It's my point. And as Ben said, they're so versatile. So fingers crossed, they should be with us by February. And then you can start ordering them, which will be so exciting and absolutely fantastic. I'm really excited. For
1: and they'll be like £10 cheaper than Amazon as well. Like we're just doing yeah. cheaper than everyone else. So people can get older, some decent ones, which aren't a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one on my list I have I the barbell. Now, I had a barbell. Although barbells, again, are a little bit more of an investment. You can still get up a barbell for, for like 100, 120 quid. Um, probably cheaper in some places. We got ours from a place called Isolift, which is cheaper than most places on the market because they're not what you would regard as a manufacturer of gym equipment. It's um, an independent provider of gym kit who started making them for lockdown purposes. And that's the thing that you've got to remember. You don't need rogue barbells to be thrown around your fucking living room. You're not yeah. you're not competing in the CrossFit Games mm. 2021, are you? you? You're throwing the barbell around your front room. So yeah. firstly, obviously you don't want to be performing movements with a piece of shit, which is dangerous, but like we've been using these ones and they're great. I've loaded it up with about 180 kilos so far and it's been fine, it could take a lot more.
0: Yeah, I mean, you haven't gone through the um,
1: floorboards. The, yet, the floorboards. Yeah. Um, but a barbell, you can obviously um, take it up another level. You can do some of your compounds. And obviously, floor dependent. You can load them up a little bit more than you would with a set of dumbbells and stuff as well.
0: Yeah, I think it is important, like with your compound lifts and things like that. Like I definitely struggled in the first lockdown with the the whole process of only doing hip thrust with twenty kilograms, whereas obviously now we have a heavy amount of kit to be able yeah. to to do things like that with.
1: You've got to be careful. I was squatting the other day in Mazzy HQ, and um, we had a bit of weather, and I was—I think you were behind me. I was squatting about. 150, 160. Uh, I had that pad underneath with heels as well. That's the thing with home training. You're, it's like you're living life on the edge, aren't you? Yeah. I put a thing up the other, yesterday as well about military press and I was literally tempting fate by the, the canopy above me. It was like literally inches from me smashing yeah. it to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen some of the messages I had. Someone was doing pull-ups. I don't know what you're doing pull-ups on, but like I had a glass window something like above me or behind me. And my head went straight through the window <laughs> and some other guy done it with a, oh a gazebo and the gaze- he pushed the gazebo so far up it ended up flying away from his back garden yeah. that's living life on the edge isn't it? that's what home training's about
0: yeah completely
1: <laughs> you're not you know um you're not in, i'm not entertained by yeah, that <laughs> um but yeah barbell's great the other thing on my list after that would be a rack
0: i was done out there to be honest i feel
1: like for, for, i, I f- mean if you've got a i feel like yeah. if you're going to take train a little bit further yeah and for me like again i know you were okay last lockdown but that's why i need to invest further. a rack for me is the next most important thing because if you've got a barbell yeah it's great you can do some mo- movements but you need a rack you're not you're not clean cleaning like 140 kilos onto the back of your head unless you you got some substantial lifting in um, or experience in Olympic lifting and I'm certainly not doing it anyway. Mm. So having a rack is the next most ideal point point. it creates a leverage point as well. I You can do some pull moving so you could load the bar up, put it on your rack and you can do like seated pull-ups or inverted rows, which a lot of the time pull moving is quite difficult to do at home because there's not as much kit to do with it. It
0: is much harder to do at home. So
1: I think they offer something else. Again, we got some ISO lift and they are quite cheap. Another place to get them from Where we've ordered some kit from is um, either MiraFit or Myra Mm -hmm. Fit. They're they're really cheap for some of the racks. I just ordered another bench with a rack and that was 100 quid. Honestly,
0: he orders stuff and I don't even know. Like these massive things, the door turn up. I'm like, what the hell have you just ordered? But it obviously is great.
1: It's like my guilty pleasure at the moment. It
0: is just ordering like random gym kit.
1: And the other place we've ordered stuff from is Gorilla Strength. Although I know Gorilla Strength, for people in the UK... It's taking a little bit longer for delivery at the moment. It can be like two or three weeks, so just bear that in mind. And then there's another place, where do we get those big bumper plates from?
0: Oh, they are absolutely ridiculous. They're brilliant though. There's these two massive I, I, I can't pick, wheel, I cannot it? pick them up. Like I cannot get 20, I just cannot kilos, get them up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's obviously just like it's like a tire,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Where do we get them from? I don't know. We'll I'll have try and to find just out and put it in below. the show notes. Um and then the the one after that will be a bench um again yeah yeah, i think you can get about 60 quid on Marafit, which isn't too bad and not the most important things you can do most pressing from the floor and then lastly just a couple of accessories um i've got a wedge which i know you haven't used too much at the moment this was eight pound from amazon it's like a little purple block it looks like a door stopper it just means that you can elevate your heels so you get more emphasis on the quad when you're doing squats and stuff you don't need to load it up as much um and then i've also got like we've got some yoga mats for lying on creating some tension underneath your lower back um, and then we've also got some cuffs. I've used cuffs a lot of the cuffs loads of times because it gives you a different anchor point. I uh, when you are holding a, a D handle, which is usually with bands, the cuffs like you don't have to go have the load as high. Yeah, you don't use your more forearms, variance. do you? And for like stuff like hamstring curls, you can do banded hamstring curls by mm. putting the cuffs around your ankles and stuff. So again, it just gives you a bit more option with exercise selection for a really cheap bang for your buck.
0: Yeah. So they're all are. Kind of the order of recommendation as well. Like obviously, when it gets down to things like the barbell and the rack, we're not saying obviously in a bench, and we're not we're not saying everyone needs to get those. It's just it's how far you want to invest in yourself and how far you want to take your training. Really,
1: it depends what you spend is, and then you can kind of separate that down the list as you go.
0: Yeah, and what we've done, um and we've really, really tried to think of everybody with the My Coach School because this is a massive, huge resource for a lot of people. We've kind of thought of of everything we can possibly do so we have body weight um, home trainers workout trainers we have just banded we have just resistance bands for long bands we have a dumbbell only trainer that is also brand new we have a gym trainers for people who still have access to gyms we have hit workouts wads the way we picture it is we want to have we want people to have access to absolutely everything that they need, depending on their own needs and what they do have at home, because mm-hmm. we can't just say, okay, just do the gym stuff and just take stuff out because that's not, that that can't really keep you accountable, can it? That's not that enjoyable for you just to have to change everything. That's why we do have so many different programs to follow along with on the My Coach School.
1: Yeah, um, and like Lucy Lucy's, talk, there's loads of stuff on there, but there's also stuff on mine and Lucy's Instagram pages. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll always put free content on there. Obviously, our YouTube channels, um, there's a lot of training and stuff on there. Um, I'm also recording a, how to build your, your own home gym for, mm-hmm. on the cheap next week. Um, so that'll be quite insightful to get more um, insight into the kit that we bought and the cost of it and how you can make the most of it. The other thing that I wanted to touch on in regards to the micro school, and this is something that we haven't released to everyone yet. It's gonna go through our email lists um, this week. Is we've also created a coupon code, mm-hmm. which is um, for the Micro School, which will give you fifty percent off the first month. Um, so that's a VIP membership on on Micro School, which is the highest tier membership, and it's where you'll be able to request re- request request me. i going all <laughs> and um, Be able to request a personalised diet plan as well. So for twenty quid, you get a, a month on VIP. Um, you'll be able to choose the programs, add them to your calendar, use all the coaching videos, request a diet plan, um, all for twenty quid. So if you want to do that, jump onto www.micoschool.com and use coupon code lockdown free with all capitals. In capitals. That's lockdown free. <laughs>
0: On repeat, that <laughs> is lockdown sorry. three for anybody also, who didn't hear. By it the back. way, <laughs> that's
1: lockdown free, the number three, not F R E E. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. But yeah, obviously we do want to help you guys and we have a challenge running at the moment and it's incredible that everyone's working together and feel free to join our free My Kitchen School Facebook group. I actually wrote an email about the people in there this morning because it's honestly the best thing in the world. It's such a strong and supportive, non-negative group. Like we really, really appreciate that. Now, one thing we wanted to touch on was not what to do, with home training. And I have one very strong point that I wanted to touch on. I'm not 100% sure on Ben's points, but I assume he has something in here because me and Ben always do different show notes. So we're not talking about the same thing. Now, my first point is this whole thing as seen on Instagram of people recommending doing HIIT training every single day. Now, if you're a person who usually resistance trains in the gym, and you lift weights. And then all of a sudden with home training, you're just doing HIIT sessions seven days a week. And I've seen people recommend HIT training seven days a week, which kind of baffles my head. Now, overdoing HIIT training could potentially have both short and long-term effects on the body. I've done a lot of research into this before the podcast and Mr. Zamir Shah, who is a consultant orthopedic surgeon at the London Clinic, has stated that in the early stage, if you overdo it, you may have soft tissue injuries to your joints. The ligaments, the tendons, and the muscles around the joints might stretch, sprain, and they might tear. Now, a lot of the exercises that are are in hit are full body. There are a lot of jumping, a lot of plyo, but you're always on your feet doing that, like jumping up and down, and it tends to affect affect your lower body, so your lower limb joints, so your knees, your ankles, your hips, and things like that, and he's also stated that if you're going to do hit intensity and interval training, it's absolutely fine, but... Doing it five or six times a week is pushing it. Mm -hmm. So this is from an orthopedic surgeon who was kind of recommended to people, you should not be doing it five or six times a week. You shouldn't be throwing yourself around like that. It's just not good for your joints. Even if you're not having those effects now, maybe in a year's time, it could have an effect on you. It's like, for example, I swam for eight years of my life and it was only in the last year that my knee got so bad from doing so much overuse of breaststroke that I had to have surgery. So it's one of those things that you really, really need to keep in your mind.
1: Yeah. 100%. Just a strong recommendation. I think that's, well, that's it's exactly the same as lockdown one with the amount of volume that I was doing with burpees and pull ups and body weight stuff. Remember how many injuries I had I had? Yeah. I have I'd been training for ten plus years. Never had so any as many injuries as did in the lockdown one. My meniscus, fucked.
0: Mm.
1: Elbow, fucked.
0: I feel like because on Instagram it's so clickbaity well, I for people to, to post like like a crazy exercise you've never seen before. And and people just yeah. copy them. And I'm I like, I think the you're biggest thing is, is pressure,
1: though. Like, lo- people are looking what other people are doing and then feeling guilty if you're not doing shit.
0: I, I mean, I went through that phase, didn't I? Mean, I? Yeah,
1: but that's the, that's the thing. And overdoing it isn't healthy. Like doing live after live, training twice a day. It's like at the end of the day it's a tool for a lot of Instagram people to get likes and views they're not doing it because they want to fucking help people mm-hmm. well some people are don't get me wrong some people are there to help people um, and at the same time I do believe that it gets some people active like Joe Wicks has done a great job of doing it with kids and getting people moving but for me it just doesn't solve any problems like it doesn't really educate people in training or exercise or movement or progress mm. and for, for me, that's why me and Lucy on the first lockdown, we spent so much time, but so much energy into doing the summit, the, uh, the Health is Wealth. One. Health is Wealth summit, yeah. Like we put, we spent five days and it was five days of education. There was mindset stuff. There was um, stuff to do on, on training. There was a couple of hit workouts in there with people like Bradley Simmons, Uh, harry akins who's an uh, olympic athlete we did mobility classes with sunny we did yoga classes there's a a real mixture of stuff in there to help educate people on different elements of fitness and i think that's really important because it's a it's a system and with stuff like lives and stuff which is just live after live there's no system of it it's just how many people can i get on the live to boost my fucking ego yeah. At the end of the day. And it's it's being careful not to get stuck in that trap because there's no scale with it. I there, was
0: so stuck in the first lockdown There's no wasn't scale. Where'd
1: you scale from from that? And the one thing I'm glad of that we haven't seen is there's not as many people lifting tinder beans and the wine bottles on, on workouts cuts anymore because that is the most ridiculous pile of bullshit that I've ever seen in my whole life.
0: Yeah. It just yeah, it's a, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um and I'm gonna talk a little bit about Body weight, home training, but I think you have a few more points of what not to do. Because my biggest one was just talking about the HIIT training. I really, yeah. really just wanted to get that point across.
1: Yeah, again, like if you just, the thing with the hit bits, hit stuff, and even with other training, where you just go, okay, I'm going to absolutely smash. It. I'm going to run myself into the ground this week. I'm going to go so, I'm going to go ham, I'm going to go hard as a motherfucker on this week's training. Like that's great for one week. It's like, it's great for like as a tie over maybe if the gyms are shut for a week. But how do we progress from there? How do you overload that? How do you overload, absolutely smashing yourself into the ground and going hard as mm-hmm. anything? How how is there any progress? How is there any scale from that? There isn't. There's not. It's not a viable plan moving forward. And the the other thing that I want to talk about as well is not just exercising to cancel out food that you've eaten. That for this period of time is probably the worst practice that you could get involved in, and one of the most unhealthy. And one of the, the practices that is going to negatively impact your relationship with food. And I feel that's what a lot of people do do.
0: Yeah, I think that actually ties in with the pressure of feeling like you have to do a hit workout like yeah, five, yeah, or yeah. six 100%. times a week because I've seen a lot of people do it where they post a picture of their like Fitbit or their watch and they say how many calories they've burned because they've seen influencers showing their watches and like showing what they've burned from like, 20 minutes of a hit class and i've had a lot of people message me being like i feel i'm in this group i feel so pressured to have to do five or six hit hit sessions because everyone else is doing it like and i was like if you're not enjoying it and that's not something for you because i 100% 100% understand a lot of people are very active people and doing hit training is is fun for them and it's a great way to do it but if you're doing it like five or six times a week and you hate it and you feel pressure, you shouldn't feel pressure from just wanting to be fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. It should just be enjoyable. Hence why like I've not done a single hit session In lockdown, yeah. I've just been enjoying hitting 10K steps in the rain and doing five resistance training sessions because I truly enjoy it. Whereas in the first lockdown, I felt a lot of pressure as an influencer to do all these lives and to be doing like, I was doing like three or four Zoom classes. I was doing like five um, lives a week. And it just, I I wasn't enjoying myself. And that's one of the main things you have to understand. You have to enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And when you get into that notion of exercising to cancel food, it you're going down the realms, the realms of non-paired bulimia, which is what I had for a long period of time, where you just you're exercising to cancel out a binge. It may not be a binge, but you're exercising to cancel out food and you're going down that dark path, which is hard to come back from. So just be careful with that one. Like, it's, You don't want to be exercising to cancel out food. At the end of the day, food's there to fuel the workouts, not the other way around. Um, and the the, the, um, the other point, and probably one of the last points I want to just mention uh, in regards to training, because some people go the, the either way, but some people won't train at all because they can't be asked. Some people go the other way and completely overdo it. So we've got to look at something And we've got to look at how our body's recovering and how much can we actually recover from. And the the term that we use to measure this is something known as um, maximum recoverable volume from training. And your body can only recover from so much training per week. Once all your body's recovery systems are in full use, any more disruption to the system, training being one of them, of course, will cause incomplete recovery during that time. So we can't recover from it because we're absolutely whacked. So what we've got to look at is how we recover from those those sessions. And there's, there's different ways that we can we can measure this. Um, and it's something we can measure from something called the mesocycle. It's not something that a, a term a lot of people know. And it's not something that a lot of people use when they're doing home training because they might not stick to, to programming from training so rigidly. But um, a mesocycle basically refers to a particular training block. Um, within that session, eg, like an endurance phase or a lifting phase and a micro cycle refers to the smallest unit within a measure cycle which might be like a, a week worth of training. So what we can sometimes do is like break it down week by week and if we're looking to progressive overload I maybe lift more weight week on week we might reach a period where we do a deload week and we'll look at that block of training i.e. the cycle and go okay that week or this week um, i wasn't able to progress and that might be because you've reached the maximum recoverable volume of training. So you might be doing too much volume to actually progress anymore. Um, so that's just something to, to bear in mind. And <clears throat> some way we can way we can measure it is by starting a mesocycle, I doing like from home doing low sets, like two sets maybe per exercise, like I was talking about before, we don't need to jump in the deep end of it. And then you can add one or two sets extra um, per week or per body part per week and when the rep strength drops below a certain level, that's when we know we need to maybe either take a week off or do some deload or take a step back from training. And then that's where we can kind of repeat those steps and see where our maximum recoverable volume is so we're not completely just twatting ourselves into the ground and starting to hate training and making no progress because at the end of the day, from this block of periods from home training, we want to try and make as much progress as possible. Okay, we might may not, may not make the rate of progress that we'd usually make inside the gym, but it is still possible to make progress from home.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to note as well that your MRV, so mine, will be completely different to someone else's. So that's important to note when watching an influencer online, you have to understand your own capabilities and your own maximum recoverable volume because it could be very different and that might be why you feel like really running to the ground. But I just quickly wanted to chat about bodyweight home training and are you really Nothing hot them, why are you, know? you so warm it's not just even that hot <laughs> okay so <sighs> body weight home training i just have a, a few thoughts on this and this is talking no equipment you have no equipment at home you literally just have yourself from a recent study conducted on body weight training it was found that it did cause hypertrophy and increase in strength in individuals with some training experience So this is people who mainly have a training age of around two to two and a half, three years. Now, this is all a matter of expectations. So you've got to ask yourself, do you expect to get bigger and stronger as though you're in a gym with no changes? So no loss of muscle mass, no loss of strength. And if this is your expectation, it is probably an unrealistic one if you're only using body weight at home. And that's a hard pill to swallow. It's hard to try and reduce your expectations to think everything's going to stay the same, but it's so important for you to think about those expectations of yourself. Now, you need to remember the rate of decline from detraining is less than you actually might expect. So performing body weight training for a few months to lessen that should put, put you in a pretty good spot. And even if you do lose your neural adaptations on a main lift, for example, a heavy barbell squat, body weight training can help reduce the loss of, of much of it and help your strength when you do return to a gym. So my point here is that you just need to level your expectations like I've had a few clients who've come to me and they have absolutely no kit at home and they've said they want to build muscle. So I, I as a coach need to say to them, look, if you've been training for two to two and a half years, yeah, we can maintain that muscle by doing pull-ups, by doing press-ups, by doing squats. However, you have to lower your expectation to think you're going to pack on loads of muscle by just doing body weight. And that's me as a coach lowering their expectations so they can understand. And it also kind of like, it puts you in that mindset of not being pissed off when you've not reached that, that unexpected goal, because you're only doing body weight training. As Ben said before, we now have to view this period as, okay, gyms are closed, cool, I am training at home like that is that I don't it's not even don't even class it as home training it's just I am training in a different environment and this could be for the foreseeable future I think that's like a really important way to look at it
1: yeah 100% and I think what you just touched on there with body weight stuff um is something similar. I'm going to talk talk about as well in regard to, um tempo so there's there's lots of other variables of training that we can we can look at and there's different methods in regards to progressive overload. We don't just have to look at more weight on the bar. Which let's be honest, when we're training at home, not everyone's going to have access to, not everyone's going to be able to do. So one of the things that we all have at our disposal at home is tempo. And this is one of the. If you take anything away from this podcast today, it's starting to implement tempo into training. And like I said, I've got a coach at the moment. We've been doing a lot of tempo work. So. Um, when we look at tempo, what is tempo? Tempo is just realistically the how slow, or how controlled, or at what speed, or ever pausing um, through certain phases of a repetition. So, if we break down tempo, there's usually you'll see four numbers. Um, depending on what type of lift you're doing, the 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 numbers may work slightly different but differently. But just for example, we'll take a squat. So, if we look at the squat, if we use a four number sequence to break it down in regard to tempo, the first number we look at is gonna be the eccentric phase of the movement. So if we say we have a three second eccentric, we'll be blowing down in the phase of the squat, going one, two, three. Then if we look at the second number, say that that number's two, that'll be the the pause that we have at the bottom of the squat. So we'll pause for one, two seconds. Then, the third number will be the concentric phase. So how quick or how slow we come up through the squat. If it's one second, we'll just be nice and powerful up. And then the last number will be how long we'll pause at the top of the movement for. So it might be one or two second pause. And they're they're the tempo numbers that we'll generally stick to for most lifts. And it's really good to be able to manipulate that tempo and change the numbers. And it allows us to look at home training a lot differently and to be able to progressively overload it. The thing with home trainers that we've got to remember is I feel like you've got to put a lot more effort into the movement to get as much out of it as you would in the gym. You've got to be a lot more focused and you've got to be a lot more committed to it. It's given me a different... Um, what's the word I'm looking outlook. for? Outlook. Yeah, it definitely give me a different <laughs> outlook on home training. And it's given, it's given me an appreciation for it as well.
0: Yeah. No, it ha- I feel like it's definitely your your mindset and your commitment behind the process of home training. And I just was going to quickly talk about motivation and commitment as well. And like the difference between it, because it's definitely a question myself and Ben, he wants to continue. <laughs> <laughs> tempo, you just took
1: me away. Um, yeah. It, it, the word I was actually looking for is humbling. It's very, very humbling because you've got to massively adapt your training. And if you want to make progress, and the one thing that I've done talking about tempo is we have pulled <clears throat> sets away from training. I like, whereas in the gym, might you to do like four sets of squats I might do two sets now it doesn't mean I'm, I'm doing less work it just means that the time i'm spending under tension is a lot more mm-hmm. so for example when i was doing split squats the other day how long did it take me to do two sets of split squats because it was so like slow. one two <laughs> three seconds down three second pause and up and that's for of a leg so the time under tension that you probably spend is still the same you're doing less sets and again it, it's a lot harder you spend a lot more time under tension which is often better for hypertrophy. Um, there's a lot more focus on the eccentric part of the movement, either the lowering phase rather than just dropping and then exploding back up. And again, this is where bands are great because we can add more load via bands and we can spend more time on the tension. And what we can also do is, um, we can increase the time on the tension. So for example, I've done a full bodybuilding with bands training on the micro school. And the whole focus on that is, isn't so much looking at the numbers of tempos which for some people can be confusing it's more so the whole trainer is based around not repetitions but seconds so with a lot of the sets for example there might be if we look at a push day and we look at one exercise a lateral raises the way that's broken down isn't like three sets of 12 reps it's like three sets of 45 seconds so you would be doing the movement for 45 seconds non-stop and then the week after might be, okay, we now increase that by 15 seconds. So week two might be three times 60 seconds. That's the way we progressively overload it. And I feel like doing that timed movement, it keeps you a lot more accountable to the, to the session um, and to your reps, sorry, not too much, and to your sets. And it keeps you in that session. It's a better way to progressively overload, especially if you have minimal kit at home and helps you still progress um, in regards to your training whilst at home.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I personally don't do a lot of tempo training in comparison to Ben, like he does shit loads. I just implement like one or two exercises within my whole workout, which is also like absolutely fine to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just chatting about motivation and commitment, because it's something me and Ben ask all the time, definitely like every time we put up and ask a question on Instagram, like how, how are you so motivated? Now, no one is motivated 24-7, 100% of the time, no matter, like, how much people kind of say they are. If, if someone says they're motivated 24-7, 24 hours a day, they are probably lying.
1: Oh, tell them to fuck off because it's bullshit. Yeah. There are the people who put those stupid quotes up on Instagram and, like, oh, ham, how's the motherfucker like Yeah, girl? yeah. For no rest show, of mate. the wicked, like, yeah. those sort
0: of things. Now, there is a huge difference between commitment and motivation motivation comes in waves you have your highs you have your lows so it's like in a surge isn't it? it rushes over you and then it could just disappear motivation is simply a desire for something and a lot of people are motivated to perform better to work harder or be more consistent for example however What separates people is that only a small percentage are actually committed to doing the things that they are necessary to do their best consistently. Mm -hmm. Now, commitment is demonstrated when a person consistently demonstrates specific behaviors and activities that they're likely, which are likely to result in their best performance. And this is clearly talking about taking action and not just simply thinking about it, as a lot of people do, a lot of people say, like they think things in their head that they're going to do. However, they never actually follow it through. And it also means following a plan and continuing to follow that plan, even when it gets hard and you don't feel like doing it. That is commitment. Mm -hmm. I am 100% committed to my fitness goals and my training goals and my performance goals and also filming for my job on Instagram. However, my motivation it's probably the same as the next person. Like it's really not the best sometimes. It can be really, really down and I don't want to do things. But because my commitment is so strong towards my goal and maybe you're thinking, okay, like mine actually isn't that strong. So you have to now sit there and just reassess your goals. Like you need to now think, okay, what actually am I committed to? Why am I doing this? Why is it important to me?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, one of the big commitments... That I've got, and one of the things that I'm accountable to, especially through lockdown, is eating a prawn butty every day. You are. <laughs> I guess so much. Like that is not buties, a massive you know? commitment. But I'm massively committed to that because I enjoy them and it makes me happy. <laughs> prawn butties are the one, by the way. No, they're not. Anyone that is a, me that is a naughty is a choice. Talking is an absolute peasant because prawn butties are the one. They're I cheap, mean, my choice is the best, though, is they it? Quite low calorie and they taste absolutely banging.
0: Yeah, I have a ham sandwich with no butter and no That's mayo, disgusting. which people think is a really strange choice. But again, I'm committed to having my ham sandwich. Well, you commit
1: and you keep going for it. But um, in regards to motivation, I think, I don't know if I said this on the podcast last week, but I've definitely talked, spoke to a couple of clients about it. And it's in regards to home training, the way that you view it. So I know for a lot of people, home training is shit, and I hate it as well, but at the end of the day, if you want to make progress, your body doesn't know whether it's in the gym or whether it's in your kitchen doing um, a dumbbell curl. Like It doesn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. So your That's bo- so
0: true, actually. I've never even thought about your it Your body like that.
1: Your body is responding to stimulus and movement. Whether that movement or stimulus is in the gym or whether that movement or stimulus is at home, the result is still the same. Mm-hmm. Obviously, kit dependent. Um, so the only thing that you need to convince is your brain and your head and your mindset. Mm -hmm. That's the only part that you need to convince. Obviously, I understand that's sometimes the hardest part, but that's sometimes why home training is more about getting yourself prepared, be planned, be ready, be motivated. I I say that with a a pinch of salt motivation, as we just spoke about. But you're, you're responsible for creating motivation. It doesn't just come along through the window and slap you in the face. You've got to create that yourself. That's where motivation for me is a bit of bullshit because it's down to the individual, not down to someone else. Motivation just doesn't float along along like pixie dust. And there's certain things that we can do to help create that motivation or to put your mind in that place where your body wants to be. Mm -hmm. And one of the real ways that we do that is by protecting the time that we have. Like, we may only train for an hour a day, like maybe four or five times a week. And the results that we get from that hour, not just from a physical perspective, but also from a psychological perspective are huge. So if we get that much value from that hour each week, then we've got to do things to protect that time. So some of the things that we can do is um, keep it stress-free. So not be worrying about other things, try and completely commit to that hour um, without other stresses or without thinking about other things. And maybe even take our mobile away from us. I know that obviously we listen to music during that time. But taking the mobile away from it, not messaging other people, being completely um, immersed in that hour often helps with the, with the workout and just being committed to the task that we have at hand. Um, the other thing that we can do, obviously, is have a banging playlist, i.e. the code School Time for Lift playlist is a banger. We'll oft, often be adding to that. I'm going to create another list uh, another players this week which is going to be slightly different, a little bit maybe more hardcore, um especially if you're getting back into lifting, then this may would be for you. Um so pump that out at some point this week. The other thing that, that I think is vitally important is being prepared and, and, and planning for the session. So having maybe some clothes laid out, ready to change into. Like don't go into your training session. In the stuff that you've been slobbing around in all day, that you've been watching Netflix or that you've been working in, like if you're just trying to go from sitting at your laptop in your jugger- jogger to going straight into a workout, it's not going to work out very well. So having some kit laid out for you to then go and get changed into just offers some segregation, separation from different tasks when we're often doing the same things all in the same place. So having your normal gym kit laid out to get ready to get into will just help you transfer into that mindset. On transference, that different psyche, get ready get, and getting ready for the session. And at the same time, like if you want to put your fucking lifting shoes on in your front room, do it. If you want to put your knee straps on, do it. Do the things that you would usually do before you go to the gym, because that's what's going to help, gonna help you get prepared for the session. It's what's going to help create those routines and habits. Like there's something called habit stacking. So if you, if you can do that and start to stack up those habits of getting changed into your gym kit, getting your playlist ready, getting your headphones on, getting your pre-workout or your coffee ready just before your session, taking your supplements, having those habits stacking will will help deep root on that brain wiring and ready for that session and getting you committed to that session. And again, yeah, we know it's not an optimal environment, but the, the better environment that we can, can create to go into it, the better that session is gonna be for that hour, or that hour and a half that we have.
0: I think one of the best things to do, and as Ben's kind of touched on there, is priming your environment. So not even just like putting your clothes out on the coffee and all that. That's a habit to to help your training. Actually creating a space at home where your dumbbells are, where your mat is, where your bands are. And that, that there, that's not your house. It's, okay, that's my gym session. That mat right there, You kind of have to come out of your own body and look at it from a completely different perspective and think, okay, so my mat and my dumbbell and my bands live there. That means that is my training spot. And try and, like, prime it. Try and make it a bit clearer, like, clean things out the way, move things out the way. And I know it's hard, like, if there's not a lot of room at home, but just finding somewhere where you know in your head that you can separate yourself Mm. from that environment and think, okay, that is the gym spot. That is my workout spot. It's not in my kitchen. No, no, it's not part of my kitchen. That is my workout spot because we've done that at home. Obviously we have my HQ outside, but inside we have an area which is like solely just like dumbbells and mats. And we know that is just for training.
1: Yeah, that's very true that I Like obviously we've prepared that space outside and we put a lot of time into it. Like take pride in that space. Because one of the biggest ball legs of training at home is like moving stuff around, getting stuff out, getting stuff prepared. Like I know it's a ball leg because it's not in a gym environment. It's not always just laid out. It's going to take more time sometimes to lay that kit out. And like we've just been doing this morning, we've been sweeping out some of the water from the mats, (laughs) getting it ready. It's not optimal, but like at least we're prepared. We're taking pride in that environment. We're looking after it because we know we've got a a lot of time to spend in there. And we know that we want to make progress in there. And the, the better that environment is, the better and the more you're going to succeed from doing that um so i think that's vitally important the other thing in regards to the motivation that you've been touching on is doing what you enjoy and this is something i've been doing with a lot of clients and it's something that you've got to be aware of is that when it comes to programming or splits or whatever at the same time with doing what's optimal you've got to do what you enjoy because you have got to sustain it as well so if that means taking time off take time off like if you're getting pissed off at training and spending 20 minutes trying to set bands and balls and dumbbells up it might just cause more hindrance and cause more stress, which then um makes us go backwards. So sometimes taking time off, sometimes shortening sessions, you may only need to do four movements in a session and we're done. Like mm-hmm. we, the total volume that we need to maintain at home and to maintain muscle mass is a lot less. So we don't need to be doing five, six, seven movements. We don't need to be doing loads of volume. Like just doing a short session that we're motivated to do that we can really attack is sometimes more optimal. Sometimes focus on other elements. It may be going for a run. It may be um, reading. It may be focusing on mobility for a week. It may be focusing on getting optimal sleep or bettering our sleeping routine or bettering our bedtime or morning routine. It may be making sure that we're hitting our steps. Having a different focus or a focus that we may enjoy more than just the lift itself often creates a better environment and better habits for us then um, going into the gym so I think I think they're important and I know Lucy touched on it before about the split like my split has changed since I've been at home and know that yours has stayed the same D- different things are going to be optimal for different people like if you want to go in and fucking smash arms go in and smash arms if you want to smash arms three times a week because that's what's going to make you train go and do it if you want to go in and you want to smash legs three times a week, go and do it. If you want to go in and smash glutes three times a week, go and do it. Like, is, if, if that's what's going to make you train rather than not train, then that's what's optimal for you at this time. And the different things are going to be different for different people. So that's why it's, it's massively personal to you um, and what you're you're doing. And I think this all comes also comes down to a different um, subtopic about setting your own goal. So for me at the moment, like, I'm trying to maintain and grow muscle at home. Like weight loss for me at times like this, it's not always the best thing to focus on when other things are off and foods a lot more available. Um, And especially when we don't have the loads and the different exercise selections and the kit available to train at home. When we start cutting calories and we're trying to lose weight, I believe sometimes we start to chip away at tissue that we currently have because we don't have the same stimulus to, to overload the tissue. And when we're bringing calories away, we, we know that we lose some lean tissue as well, especially even if we're training at the gym. So for me, I, I wouldn't focus on weight loss. I mean, at the end of the day, who the fuck's seeing you naked at the moment anyway? Mm-hmm. Apart from you are skipping out into, into the garden, maybe minus one, minus two of you in the UK, and Mrs. Miggins next door might see you in your boxers for five seconds. No one else is seeing you naked at the moment. So no one gives a shit what you really look like. Focus on like building, focusing on having calories at good intake, focusing on your diet, focusing on doing things you enjoy is a, is a lot more optimal. And that's why I'm focusing on just trying to preserve tissue and ever ever can build some tissue at home. So more so focus on if you don't have a lot of kit, not going backwards and maintaining um, and focus on what's, what's situational and sustainable at the moment and managing expectations of we're not going to be building loads of tissue um, and we're not going to be building the most optimal physique and we're not going to be focusing on getting shredded maybe so just changing our expectations sometimes is what sets us up to not be stressed and to be motivating to to enjoy what we're doing um this moment in time and i wanted to actually because i screenshot this a while ago just to give people and i know i've mentioned this before a peace of mind when it comes to home training because a lot of the questions i got on instagram is like how do i not move backwards or how to make sure that don't lose muscle tissue and I put this up a couple of times in Instagram story because I think it often helps people and to, to a lot of those people who especially are in places where we don't have gyms i.e. why we're doing the fucking podcast and training trainers that muscle tissue will generally not a trophy for three weeks even without any training at all so even if you decide to take three weeks off training you're not going to lose muscle tissue the, the one thing that you probably will do is you'll feel and look smaller due to week one usually um, glycogen stores will start to shrink. So that's why often we'll feel a bit flat. i not as pumped, I'm not as full.
0: That actually links it back to that comment that I received when yeah. me and Ben weren't training because we had COVID. And because your glycogen stores are diminished, they are shrinking, you don't look as full. Mm-hmm. And I did lose weight because of COVID. Like you have a virus attack in your body and somebody commented on my appearance saying, I look skinny. And again, we already touched on that in the in last week's topic, because that was actually one of the really big questions that we both got when we had COVID. Like, are you not worried about losing muscle? And exactly what Ben's saying here is why you should you shouldn't be worrying and you sh- you shouldn't be focused on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's one of the other things I want to touch on too because I reposted from Paul Mort's post yesterday, um, and I think it's really really important. Uh, especially at the moment with everything that's going on oh i've lost it now bastard <laughs> i want to pull it up because i think it's really important um he posted it yesterday i briefly shared on my story and it was trying to make yourself feel better by making someone else feel bad is a huge waste of energy and time that never works to stop fucking doing it yeah so that's what a girl was trying to do to you she's mm-hmm. trying to make herself feel uh, better yeah, like comment on your stuff um But just back to some of the facts about the body competition. The other thing with strength, of course for a prolonged period of time, it's something that will start to take a hit, but strength generally will only start to be affected after week four of doing no training. So Mm -hmm. even if you're doing some volume, you're gonna retain strength. And that's where tempo comes into a lot of it. And both strength and muscle mass from such a short period are easy to regain due to muscle memory. Mm -hmm. So even when we go back to the gym, as long as you're doing some training at home, we'll regain that lost tissue or lost strength quite quickly so basically stay positive and don't stress it is, is my biggest output with that and um on that note i just i know it's a bit off topic i wanted to quickly touch on calories maybe what me and you are both doing with calories at the moment um because like i just said i don't think that being in a calorie deficit is, is what's most optimal at the moment and i don't think it serves people very well um when home training because we'll lose tissue especially when we don't have the equipment or the load to be able to progressively overload or or put the necessary um tension onto the the tissue or the muscle at home at the moment so for me all day maintenance calories is the one i don't believe you need to be in a massive surplus to gain tissue i don't need think you need to be in a massive surplus at the moment anyway and as i've said before there's been a study to show that being in maintenance calories there's no um significant what's the word for difference basically yeah. there's no significant difference there's no significant data that shows that being a surplus compared to maintenance is going to help you put a lot more tissue on so getting back to maintenance calories and um, you don't really need to um reverse diet you can just go back to, or just on the maintenance calories if psychologically it doesn't doesn't work for you it's just going back to just underneath maintenance calories stick at those hit a gram of protein per pound of body weight um is what's most optimal and that's what i'm sticking to at the moment if you don't know what your calories should be um, jump over onto the micro school calorie calculator you'll be able to get that via email just to know that is currently down but it should be back up shortly for you to use and um, it'll give you a good start point for where your calories need to be and then as i said just one gram of protein per pound of body weight should serve you well and um, for being at maintenance calories at the moment
0: yeah mine's literally identical i'm just staying at maintenance <clears throat> calories i find it's it's just easier i feel like you feel more relaxed you feel a bit more comfortable maintenance calories you're going to maintain that's the whole point of it i usually get asked like How do you stay so lean? Are you always in deficit? No, I am maintaining my current physique. So that is not going to change over a period of time. Like that's the whole point of maintenance calories. Um, I personally wouldn't want to be in a surplus now or a deficit. So yeah, I'm just maintaining and hitting my protein intake.
1: I think it gives you a lot more choice with food. And something that again, I'm doing with clients is bringing them back up to around these numbers. And when you're just sticking to a calorie target and a protein target, I mean, you get a lot more choice of foods, a lot more foods that you can make inclusive. You can have more calorie dense foods. You can have more foods in there that aren't just volume based because you're trying to stick to a calorie deficit and get as much volume in as possible. Like my diet has changed considerably over the last couple of months. Now I've been back up to maintenance. Like my diet at the moment, I'm loving baked beans and eggs, aren't I? Mm. Pro and butties. Um, I love my uncle Ben's rice packs. Um, a lot of food which are more calorie dense that I didn't used to have in there and again I don't want to go too much into uh, the calorie aspect because we did a a good podcast if you haven't listened to it just before Christmas on why you don't always need to be in a calorie deficit and this is an episode that I would listen to if you're struggling to get away from a calorie deficit and come back up into a surplus which would be really useful to you but yeah um, just having some more choice in there and the other thing is like when you do this and you roughly start to know where your calories are at and you know how to eyeball things, you don't always need to be using MyFitnessPal every single day. Like I said, you wouldn't check your bank account every single day if you know what's in there. So once you get an idea of where you're at, you don't need to use it every single day. And that's one of the benefits of being around maintenance and sticking to it. So hopefully that is helpful to those people who are looking at oh, what should I be doing with calories whilst I'm home training um, and maybe moving forward with that. But hope. Those little bits that we touched on were helpful. Um I think we've covered quite a lot in this podcast with home training and um, hopefully this will be useful to you moving forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we have a really, really exciting podcast that we're also filming, filming, recording, recording this week with Ben Carpenter and he is so, so very knowledgeable and I'm really, really excited and it's going to be a lot on disorderly eating. So I would definitely jump in and listen to that mm-hmm. podcast when it's recorded as well because we know... Quite a lot of our audience, um, I guess, does struggle with nutrition a little bit. So yeah. that'd be very, very insightful for you. And obviously, one of the biggest things coming to the My Coach School very soon is our app.
1: Yeah, we were supposed to record this episode Last week, which spoke pretty well, but Ben had a bit of a mishap with his mic. <laughs> Poor Ben, by the way. He's he's ordered about six different mics. He's been to, he's tried to order because I think he's in Mexico at the moment with so he. He's um he's tried to order loads of mics. He's been through loads of different software. He's been. Traveling around, he's been getting advice of people trying to get his mic sorted because he didn't want to do for his Apple headphones and affect the quality of our podcast. Mm-hmm. So this will be recorded on Friday. So there'll be two episodes in the bag this week. I'm not too sure when it'll be released um, after it's been edited. We'll, we'll get it up as soon as possible. Uh, but Ben's a great guy. We'll be talking about disorderly eating, as Lucy said. And I think it'll give a lot of perspective to people who maybe struggle on a nutritional front at home um, after we've covered the training front today um so definitely tune into that one I think that's something in the future we want to try and do at some point when we're not as busy because we're doing a lot of stuff for the school like Lucy's just coming onto the app which we'll speak about in a minute is I think at one at some point we'll like to try and get two episodes out a week
0: yeah definitely because it's I think at the moment we don't really have the the capabilities yes, to do that.
1: yeah we're, we're restricted with time a little bit but once then, I think we get our home off office sorted the the podcast is going to be a big part of um the content we create I think it's it's um, it's a lot more informative. It's a lot more um, of a long version of the the content that we create, and I think a lot of people recently are, are really enjoying it. And obviously, the the more that we seem to be moving up the charts, um, would indicate that as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. So as I was saying, the app is due to release at the end of March, April. We are ridiculously excited. It is it is genuinely going to be life changing for you. We've put so much time and effort into this app, and it is truly the best money mm-hmm. it is truly the best coaching app that i've ever seen i've been quite biased but it generally no, but of is. Course it is
1: because otherwise if we didn't believe it was the best thing that was going to be released we would have fucking changed it it's generally the best thing that's going to hit the fitness industry
0: yeah it's it is really fantastic and we're very very excited for it so obviously we'll keep you guys in the loop as well and as Ben said to you at the start, we always, always appreciate your reviews on the Not So Fit Couple podcast. Yeah. When you share it on Facebook, on Instagram, we always see it. It really, really means a lot to us. So if you can spend like two seconds giving us a little review, we would massively appreciate it. Yeah,
1: please make sure that you do that because it does help us. I think we've set a target of getting more reviews, and um, so please, 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 if you've listened to this full episode and you've enjoyed or enjoyed and enjoyed our voices today, then please leave us a review. And then also share it with someone who may benefit from it or share it from your story because if you share it on your story, we'll always um, usually message you back or we'll share it onto our story as well. So uh, we do look at those people who share it and are are popping up because we just just appreciate people listening to to us speaking for yeah for literally an, I think it's one of the longest you know, podcasts so, we've ever done I'll tell you how this long is it is now so
0: I feel like it's so long
1: I think we're on an hour and five minutes no it's not, maybe
0: not the longest then yeah. I reckon we've done longer than this I
1: think next week we'll, um, this week with Ben will probably be longer usually when we have a guest mm. on there a little bit longer because we've got a bit more to talk about but again we massively appreciate you tuning in um, please leave the review share you can't like them but I'll put some bits in the show notes as well to um, any links that we've discussed today
0: Yeah, and we will catch you in next week's episode. Bye, guys. Bye,
1: guys.